0: On this episode of the Star Trek Universe podcast, we are talking about Discovery 311, Sukal. Right after these words from these sponsors that have not been approved by these hosts.
1: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
2: the Star Trek Universe Podcast, the podcast where you get to listen in on the continuing Star Trek conversation that two lifelong friends have been having since they were five years old. My name is Matthew Carroll. I'm David C. Robertson. And today we're talking about Sukal, right? Yep, that's it. Let's do it, man. Let's talk about Sukal. All
0: right. You want the uh, you want the CBS All
2: Access summary? Yeah. Yeah. Hit me with that summary. That sweet, sweet summary. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> What is wrong with you? <laughs>
0: Discovery ventures to the Verubian Nebula, where Burnham, Saru, and Culber make a shocking realization about the origin of the burn as the rest of the crew faces an unexpected threat.
2: Hmm. This, uh... How unexpected did you find this threat?
0: Or uh, how, uh, well... Um... I'm a, I'm a little on the fence about what the threat was.
2: I mean, well, I mean,
0: what was it? Just created by his mind or something from the yeah. holodex
2: or something? I'm a little. They they said it in like two two lines, but they said like the combination of the delithium of the planet, the radiation, and it all mm-hmm. happening to him in utero. He somehow has like like a mental connection to. all. Uh, I guess so noise, yeah, yeah. amplified by the planet, he has this, this like a mental connection to the hollows and the dilithium. and somehow that caused the burn.
0: Yeah. Uh, that fell flat to me.
2: Yeah, me too. Uh, you just see here's here's the problem with the, as we've joked about it multiple times, the post Tyler Durden world. Uh. Mm-hmm. I ex- even though I don't want it to be that, like I don't want it to just be like we caused the thing because that's the clever way to spin it. I also yeah. want it to still be epic, you know. I want there to mm-hmm. be an epic reason that kind of ties it all thematically together, and this this ties to Saru's story a bit, you know. Yeah, and that's nice,
0: but not enough
2: to like care. Yeah, I guess I, I'm. I, I was surprised by the threat in that. I was very surprised that this is what caused the burn. I thought this episode was going to be the episode where we deal with this, uh, you know, man child who's been raised by hollows so that we can get to what caused the burn. I did not expect that to be the cause of the burn. Mm -hmm. Was that melody that he was singing? Was that the melody that we've been hearing throughout the season? I don't remember. I don't either. It wasn't signature enough or noticeable enough um, for me to notice. I I don't think that lullaby was, though.
0: I mean, it didn't sound familiar to me specifically, but I did wonder later. I was like, oh, was that the thing?
2: Yeah, I would have thought Saru would have recognized it, possibly, if that were the thing. Yeah, but uh, anyway, like, like, this episode—the the main thrust <laughs> of it—is we find out what the burn was, and it feels uh-huh. very—it feels very end of an episode to me. Like it feels very like, oh, this is a, all the planet is connected to this guy's brain, and it caused—it's what's causing the rift in the space time. We're gonna sew that up by the end of the episode. It doesn't uh-huh. feel like the mystery that Burnham is trying to solve, big. No, it doesn't feel
0: big at all. It it really does just feel like the end of an episode of Next Generation.
2: It has me longing for the days of Romulan Cabals, you know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I hear you, man. I I did feel a little flat here.
2: Just, just, just... mm. Right, I mean, that's fine, and it's not and maybe, over. It's not over. Like I, I see. No. Like maybe, maybe it's not the fact that he he's the cause of it that is interesting, but maybe what this leads to will be very interesting. Maybe like, I don't know, Saru will have to be become his parent and finally get off the series, you know, uh, so they can stop using make doing make kelpian makeup every day.
0: Yeah, dude, I was sitting there, I was like, she was like, oh, you're, oh, you're a
2: Vajoran. Uh, I was just like, oh, Saru's gonna be human. Yep, Saru is definitely gonna be human. Yep, and this has me thinking even more that they're gonna let him get off the ship, especially with all this Kelpian connection and wanting to be Kelpian, especially if his planet is destroyed or something, which you still don't know what yep. happened on Kaminar. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, like... If he's going to, you know, in Spock fashion...
0: Yeah, in Kurtzman-Spock fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New Kaminar, have
2: Saru be like the leader yeah. of that, yeah. Help his planet rebuild. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. That definitely feels like what could happen here. And and again in true let's not do makeup for people fashion uh saru is has no makeup this episode and probably won't for the last three (laughs) they left him there they're like hey uh we gotta leave someone on this shit on this planet which one takes away the most makeup
0: (laughs) yeah i mean they also left adira no i know and, no. and they have to go back within a day or else he's going he's gonna to be dead anyway. Oh, so. yeah.
2: I just think that day is going to be the end of the season. And it looks like the end of the season could be the end of Saru for the show. So, like, it really is, does feel that way. It's funny.
0: I I hope it's not the end of Saru. I hope we get Saru back. Me too. And, me too. But he goes, you're right, though. I'm not ready to be captain. You know? And then yeah. we can move on and actually have Burnham the captain of the ship like we're supposed to have because I just don't see a reality where we're not making her the
2: captain eventually. I think it's true eventually. Um, and she's going to be proving herself here. I don't know that it's yet. Cause at this point, I don't know that she feels like she wants to be on the ship at all. Um, no, I think she's resolved that particular arc. Uh, maybe. I don't know that she has. I don't know that she feels like this is like Starfleet is her lifelong pursuit now. I, I, she definitely uh, said she did, but I don't know. But we'll see. We'll see.
0: Or w- what would be crazier is Tilly being the captain forever. Yeah. Dude, Tilly kicked ass in this
2: episode. Tilly did kick ass this episode. Uh, she didn't get to do a whole lot, but the, just a the little bit of talking to uh, Osira was pretty
0: cool. I mean, Osira called her bluff. There was nothing else they could have done. Like in any original series episode where Kirk, you know, made a strong stand and and bluffed his way out of a situation if someone had just like been able to outgun them
2: and just taken over the ship. I mean, there's not much to do in that situation. Now she yeah. she could have tried for the self-destruct, which she said she'd do. But I right. don't know if she really has that in her or not.
0: I'm not sure she has like the clearance codes all the way. <laughs> Cuz it took it took uh Kirk and crew like three different people to to activate the self-destruct on uh on yeah. the
2: Enterprise in Star Trek 3. And it probably wasn't uh there wasn't time to do that. She it seemed like she yeah. didn't even know there were people on her ship until they hit the bridge, which I thought was kind of strange.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just sort of took that as an editing issue. Like you can't just show them all like pop up at once.
2: Well, but it was like a good bit. It was a good chunk between. Oh, yeah, they, you're right. Because had, she was asking
0: Stamets about what's going on in the city. Yeah, she kept yeah, asking she didn't what's going
2: on. After he'd been like attacked yeah. by Osiris men. Um, you're right,
0: you're right, you're right, you're right.
2: Yeah. So, uh, well, who, who, who all we got? Book was pretty cool this episode. Uh, just kind of uh, book the taxi driver who gets you from the dilithium plant to discovery. Mm-hmm. I hit ship. I we, we knew that it kind of morphed and changed. I don't think we've ever seen it morph and change as much as it did this episode.
0: Yeah. I've never seen it do all that now. It was cool, but it was cool.
2: Book was cool. Books, 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 cat made it, made a couple of notable appearances.
0: I guess, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm assuming I I am waiting for that stupid cat to be the day. Machina.
2: Yeah. Hey, so, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I told you, she's a queen. I'm. A, I'm. I am waiting for that line. Whatever happens, turns into a person. She's not the queen, is she? Not the queen was the worm
2: in the first episode. No, he.
0: No, he keeps referring to the cat as a queen, and okay. it's gonna be like the damn cat from what was it? Uh, assignment Earth with, uh, with a uh, or Captain Marvel or no uh, or, the, yeah, or or, bad, or Men in Black. <laughs> Well, no. Specifically, there is a, there is there was a cat in the original series that ran around with Gary Seven, who was a time traveler, and they were actually it was actually like a sort of a um, it was a backdoor pilot that never really got off the ground, but it was a really cool episode where there's this guy named Gary Seven running around. And he has a cat, and the cat turns into a woman from time to time.
2: All right, I can dig it.
0: So if it's like part of that species. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) I've always wanted to know more about Gary Seven and that organization. Always. Like, desperately. And you know what? He was a time traveler. So they could totally be pulling that in into this season,
2: like, with temporal war stuff. I think that is possible. Uh, It would definitely be like a bookend, I feel like. Like a, hey. Oh, you know, what like I mean? the end of book. No, not what I meant, but sure, <laughs> uh, possibly, just just for the pun, just for the pun of it. We'll we'll, we'll also uh. end the book while we bookend. Um, but no, I I could totally see something like that as like the last the last reel, you know all this stuff you dealt with. Thanks for doing that. We're us time travelers. What time travelers? Uh, we don't we don't follow your temporal accords. I'm Gary Eight. <laughs> Right, um, but yeah, I I think that this last two episodes is going to focus on the story that it's been telling this whole time, uh, which mm-hmm. is really at this point, especially now that we know what caused the burn, like, and it really doesn't have seem to have much to do with any of this. Um, I think that it is going to be, um, it's it. This is going to focus on Osira. Like that's the story now. Osira has the ship. Mm Osira just jumped it to Starfleet headquarters, and that's where we're going.
0: Yeah, yep.
2: And I don't. (laughs) I was anything else super interesting in this episode to you about this world that they built? I thought it was kind of it was a cool concept.
0: It was a somewhat cool concept. I like the fact that his mother um, created all of those hollows for him. Yeah, I really loved. Everything that Doug Jones did, when like experiencing the first time seeing an elder uh, Kelpian,
2: yeah, was was just
0: tugged on my heartstrings, man. I suspected that the the monster in the book was going to be his mother, and that like she was
2: like protecting they were.
0: Yeah, like I thought that, and I thought maybe like when Kelpians get to a certain age, they actually turn into the Bakul, because we still didn't really see what they were, and like maybe the Bakul or whatever they were called. Baul, or, I believe. Was it, isn't
2: that what they were called? Yeah, they said this, this episode, Baul. Baul, I, whatever. The reason I remember uh, it, because I always thought they sounded like Gu- Guaul, which is uh, uh, from the Stargate show, and it was a similar you know, race that came down and called people. Guau,
0: yeah, so anyway, I thought maybe like she was one of those, and then it just turned out it was like a thing from a book that he had created.
2: Yeah, I still didn't fully but. understand the rules there. It was like he has to, um, he, he, he needed to face his greatest fear, but it never really explained what that meant, or and I guess, I guess that's still going on now, as mm-hmm. if this, or 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 did him. Like listening to the lullaby and not being afraid of the monster, was that him facing his greatest fear?
0: Yeah, I think he, the greatest fear was listening, it was facing the monster. Okay, and, but yeah, they, I don't know. We exactly. talked about that
2: door and the totem being danger, and then the way he, like, was scared of the outside world, you know? I thought we were going yeah. somewhere where we were going to get him finding out that uh or us finding out that the door that he's been hiding behind or hiding from was the uh was the way out of the simulation mm-hmm. and he's so scared to leave because this is all he's ever known yeah but that i I guess that's not that that didn't come to fruition exactly yeah i mean i don't know I don't know what we're looking at exactly i don't <laughs> we both seem a little disaffected with this. This particular plot line, and I think it's just because if this was an episode, it would be it would be a fine episode. But as as a resolution to the burn, it feels very hollow. <laughs> 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 this is one of those
0: times where I find us
2: delightful, but I hate us. <laughs> You're like anyone listening to this. I. I hope they find it funny like we do to talk like this, but also, man, I would hate to listen to these two uh, talk about how disaffected they are with this episode. Uh, yeah, no. Um, I mean, look, I'm not
0: disaffected. I, I I, got, you know, like I said, I got worked up with, with Saru reacting to the old Kelpian, and all of that stuff was really great. Yeah, for sure. It really was. A lot. I got amped up with Tilly on, on the bridge, like talking her smack and, and pulling it together. Um, I even liked the little, like, uh, manufacturing defect on the chair, even though it didn't look like a manufacturing defect on the chair when they kept showing it. Yeah. It just looked like a knob they put there for some reason. Like a, like a, like a bolt or something. Yeah. Um, There were a lot. There was there were a lot of things I liked about the episode.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I did too. Did not mind it at all.
0: I mean, I there were things that fell flat for me and just kind of made me go, yeah, okay, is that is that that's what we're doing? No, okay.
2: Yeah, it's a problem <laughs> with a mystery. Anytime you set up a big mystery, it's got it's. it's hard to make the big mystery work when... That's the problem with the J.J. Abrams mystery box concept. Yeah, absolutely. When, when all you have is mystery. And I don't think that's all they have here at all. Mm-hmm. I think they actually have a lot more this season than the mystery. I, I really like the world building. I really like Osaira, I like the growth of Tilly. I like Saru like kind of failing as captain. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've really enjoyed so much of what's going on here uh but i i do think that uh there's something a little uh, uh it, when you when you set up a, a big mystery as the thing the season is about and then you get to hear it just feels a little hollow yeah
0: and I think the writers would probably backpedal on that and be like, well, it's not what the, the season was about. The season was about like reestablishing the Federation and discovery finding its place. The burn was just a secondary mystery throughout.
2: Okay. 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 Yeah. But it's like all your main character cares about. It's like, she's been obsessed with it. So we're supposed to feel like that's important. And I, mm-hmm. I have not gotten that. Uh, so much. I totally agree with you. um, at least yet who knows this may what what can this kid do uh once once he finds out you know like what once once what what can what can Saru use this kid's powers for can they use this power for good can they uh defeat um Osira using uh this this kid's powers i don't know
0: yeah i'm i'm curious i'm curious to know uh, they might decide that he's too dangerous to live. I doubt they'll actually do that, though. That's that does
2: seem very Starfleet. No, it's very dark, but dark but can be interesting. <laughs> 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 oh man, yeah. So what goes where? Where goes it from here? Do you, what do you, how do you think they're wrapping this up? I feel like the burn we've been talking about with the burn for so many episodes, and now that's not that's not. There's no theorizing about that anymore. It's over. So what is it? What happens now?
0: I don't know, man. I I don't know. I, I I feel like you know, just Osira stuff wrapping up with Osira, and hopefully there's more to it than that, though. Hmm. I honestly feel a little. Sad, this could have been like the end of the season with her taking over the ship and stuff. Like, we've got the burn settled, and now we, you know, Osiris taking over the ship. This could have been like the final episode of the season.
2: (laughs) Uh, as like a cliffhanger, huh? As like a cliffhanger, absolutely sure. It could have been. I don't know. I think that this, uh, I think this, I think there's more, uh, I think there's more story to tell here. always (laughs) always how's your holiday man (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's weird this episode has me i don't have a ton to say Uh uh-huh i like the things you just mentioned that you like i like all that too yeah yeah Uh, sure and and i feel a little hollow about the burn reveal Yeah, me too. I don't know where else to go with
0: this particular episode. Yeah, I mean, good lord, we've done, what, like an hour and a half on everything? And I never really made a call out for any feedback, per se. I forgot to look for it, so I guess I'll pop over and see what we've got.
2: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, we got time to fill here.
0: Yeah, I've been busy, man. I forgot about feedback
2: it's christmas we're just hopping in to do this quick episode because we didn't want to like let it linger all week and you're about to head out of town so i wanted to oh, i didn't want to miss this week but uh sure yeah if we got feedback we'll we'll hit some feedback if not we'll uh we'll, we'll uh, you know it's, it's all good it's all good baby i'm cool with a 15 minute episode about a discovery episode it's good
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, Little Trank says to us The possibility of Guinan and Q on Star Trek Picard Next season makes my smart
2: ball explode <laughs> Does smart ball mean brain? I don't know It's not really ball shaped If it is, get that checked out Little Trank
0: Mmm Stu Little says My head headcanon for Trek's future tech Being inconsistent with present day tech is the nuclear wars threw Earth into a bit of a backwards dark age and had to sort of reset our development in that regard. It could also explain the obsession with antiquated pop culture because a lot of stuff would have been destroyed and what remains is culturally significant stuff that got kept in bunker archives like silent movies and classical music and not so much the Lethal Weapon
2: series. (laughs) Oh, Dave, I'm getting told for this. (laughs) <laughs> he also says, uh, uh,
0: according to our uh, or for our Mandalorian conversation last week, says Boba was revealed to be a clone in the prequels, appearing as a child in a pre- episode two, which puts him in his late 30s, early 40s in the Mandalorian. If, uh, and then it says, if Georgiou was in the Picard era, she and Garrick could do cocktails and shade everyone else in the franchise. Hold on.
2: Boba wasn't... I may be wrong. I, I am not a big Star Wars guy, so... I. <laughs> As my favorite podcaster always says, I'm famously a medium Star Wars guy. Um, (laughs) Jordan, Jordan Morris of Jordan, Jesse go my favorite podcast. Uh, But uh, he always says he's a medium Star Wars guy and I very much identify with that. Mm -hmm. Um, But he wasn't a clone in the in that was he? I thought that Boba was the son of Django. Django was the basis for all the clones.
0: Yeah, there's Django, but then there was this the son who was a clone apparently. I don't I don't know. I remember there being like, oh Boba's in there. Oh I remember no, yeah, people
2: bo- I thought that was just because bo- bo- Boba was his son, like his actual natural son, and then Jengo was the basis for all the clone armies. That's what yeah, I. I, don't I that's how I, I don't remember. remember. It, but I, I don't know. But so so it's not a clone of Boba, even if so. So he's saying even if it is, he is a clone of Django, possibly. Well, there was you know I don't know I don't know anything about it, man. I'm not a person with Star Wars. Uh, I'm not a person with Star Wars. Don't Star Wars ask me. <laughs>
0: There was a there was a day. This is how I feel when people start bringing up Star Wars stuff to me. Um, <laughs> there was a day where I I had had a long day and I was on the interstate and my tire blew and I had to find a new uh, a place to get a used tire somewhere and finally found this place. Uh, it was pouring rain. I'm standing there waiting for them to, like, pull my car back out. And this lady walks up to me and starts talking to me about her car. And I'm so confused. And finally, I I respond to her. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm not real. <laughs> I meant to say I'm not. I don't work here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yep, that's different. That's a different thing than I'm not real.
0: Bit. Like She complained because their employee said, I'm not real. <laughs> and they were like, he doesn't work here. He's a very tired customer. <laughs> he's, he's had a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> like, they laughed. I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what the hell I was saying. Like, I knew as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, that's not right.
2: <laughs> and that's very funny. That's great. Oh man! So, any other any other feedback today?
0: Uh, you know, I'm not seeing any. All right, I didn't put out a proper call out. I've just been too busy. It's I'm so good, sorry, It's all good, man.
2: Would you you've been, you been traveling for the holidays and such? Uh, I've been around. Been around, getting around a little bit. Yeah, we get away, keep away, but get around. You know. What yeah, I mean? we quarantined for a week and a half, so we could go see well about two weeks, and so we could go see Alyssa's dad, who's had some bad health problems this year, mm-hmm. and uh, so, so we didn't we didn't want to get him sick. Um, and then uh, did not go see my family, and then found out today it sounds like they all have COVID. So oh, that's great. Bullet dodged. Uh, bullet dodge. It's it's really scary. My family's not in good health either, but. Yeah. Um. They don't have an acute problem. They're just in gen generally in bad health. Um. Yeah. So well, I don't think any of their problems are acute, but. <laughs> uh, but uh. But hopefully they'll, you know, get 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 through it okay. My mom, I don't know. My mom's always fighting off something, and this is mm. clearly something that a lot of people have had a hard time with. So yeah, I'm sorry, man. It's all good. You know, it's not. Uh, yeah, well, you know, it's it's. Mm-hmm. It's nothing I can do, I should say. So yeah, all that, unfortunately, yeah. And uh, I it's it really is like it's just such a shitty disease, and and the fact that the best thing to do is just stay away from people, and like it, there's nothing I can do. I can't like go take care of them or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just kind of just all kind of shitty.
0: I know, man. I know,
2: and it sucks. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, I'm glad we could hop on and do a quick episode because I did not want to get so far behind and uh, not yeah. get to talk about this episode because I'm really enjoying the season of Discovery and I'm like super pumped to see the showdown with Osira.
0: Yeah, I, I'm pretty interested. I'm pretty interested interested to see it. Um, I this is my least favorite episode of the season so far. I, I'm with that. I, I
2: I'm totally with you. And I'm not I,
0: saying it was bad.
2: Yeah, I don't think it was bad, but it was definitely my least favorite as well. Which is, you know, that's saying something. Um, this, this season's been pretty good. Mm-hmm. So uh, I really, I, I mean, of this show, it's bad. I think the best best season. Um, really, really enjoyed it, but uh, this this one was a little, uh, little light, a little light. In, yeah, man. You know, a little light in the substance, I guess. Um. All right. Well, uh, I guess that'll be all from us, guys, on the Star Trek yeah, Universe right. podcast. It's a little light week. Just a Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays, yeah. whatever holiday you subscribe to. Um We're just sitting here on the day after Christmas, so we just celebrated that. Mm-hmm. Hope you're all doing oh,
0: well. Yeah. Jerry Ryan. Jerry Ryan has said that uh, Picard is pushed to February 1st now, as far as the start date. Uh,
2: start a filming or start of pull perf- uh of it run oh, okay production. Gotcha. yeah production start not i thought i thought you were saying it was coming back and i was like oh my gosh no. It's soon no gotcha he <laughs> said no in a very serious manner no <laughs> oh. no sir no no sir that's not what so, it is
0: that's that's what we've got
2: Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll be back with you guys soon.
0: Happy holidays, y'all, and uh, we'll see you in the new year.
2: Happy ho- holidays. Happy Life Day. You know. Oh, whatever. Sorry, wrong franchise. on True. Happy Captain Picard Day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Live long and prosper. Cake is eternal. Hmm.
2: Thank you for listening to the Star Trek Universe Podcast, a Stranded Panda production. If you'd like to hear more from David C. Robertson, check out the DC On Screen Podcast or Maladjusted.tv for his web videos. If you'd like to hear more from Matthew Carroll, check out the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast or listen to his music. Just search for Matthew Carroll anywhere you get music.
1: 18 plus.